Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 5th of October, and what a week we are seeing in the markets at the moment. RBA decision yesterday, 25 basis points instead of 50, has really galvanized the bulls. And we saw it once again last night in the US market, where we saw the Dow Jones soar another 825 points or 2.8%. Where was that bear market when you needed it? Up to 30,316. It had a high of 834 up and a low of 336 up. So pretty much closing on its highs. In other US markets, the Nasdaq was up 3.34% as Elon Musk announced that he will buy Twitter After all, Twitter was up 22.2% on the back of this. So Musk is going to be paying 44 US dollars for Twitter. Uh, It was soon to go to court about his uh, on-again, off-again bid, or rather more off-again. But uh, he is buying it. So uh, off we go to the races. Strange days indeed. NASDAQ, 3.34%. 361 points. 11,176 S&P 500 up 111 points, 3.03%. Interestingly, though, the VIX only fell 2.8% to 29.07. I would expect to see that back down below 25 in the coming days as the fallout continues for that one. But bounce momentum in the US really helped by our market-leading RBA yesterday, which only raised rates by 25 basis points instead of 50. And this was a bit of a dovish pivot, pirouette, or whatever you want to call it, from the RBA. And we have seen uh, that really uh, infect the thinking of the market at the moment. And we did see the US dollar come under pressure again uh, with the US dollar index down 1.5%. 10-year yields in the US only off a little bit, six, uh, two basis points, the 3.63. Aussie 10 years, 3.67. Interestingly, Aussie and US 10-year yields now pretty much in lockstep. Uh, they were very different for some time, but certainly uh, that is an interesting move to see those 10 years for both the US and the Aussie pretty much the same. Actually, the UK 10-year as well, 3.86. So not a lot of difference between the three of them. Looking at commodity prices, Brent crude up 3.8%. Now, one of the reasons why inflation has been cooling, of course, is the oil price has been falling. Uh, The oil price is now rising. And we do have an OPEC meeting on Wednesday in Northern Hemisphere time. And they're now talking 2 million barrels a day a cut. And there are some suggesting, and Aramco, the Saudi Arabian National Oil Company, is suggesting that Supplies are still pretty tight, and if we saw China come back on stream because of COVID relaxation policies, then uh, that would really exaggerate that tightness. So we could see oil continuing to push higher. Certainly would appear that the Saudis want the oil price up again. Also would help the Russians, unfortunately. But uh, Brent crude, 91.52, up 3.16%. Oil WTI up 3.36%, $2.82. The gold price, wait for it, up 53 bucks, 3.14%. Pretty happy with that, given uh, the small cap portfolio has some good gold exposure there. We also saw in other commodities pushing a lot higher. 
Uh, it looks like game on again as central banks look as if they may pause. I know 25 basis points is not a pause, but it is kind of a Clayton's pause in some respects. They couldn't do zero because that would say that they were buckling to pressures in the market on financial stability and maybe more of a worry. But uh, certainly 50 was out of the question, it seems, and 25 was a good compromise. Copper was up 2.8%, nickel up 3.6%, aluminium up 5.2%, zinc up 5.1%, lead up 4.1%, ton even up 1.5%. So looking good there. Iron ore, of course, uh, pretty much unchanged given that uh, the Chinese and uh, some of the Asian markets are closed for golden week. So that is um, something to bear in mind. We're not seeing much move in the iron ore price. But in miners overseas, BHP was up just over 3%. Rio nearly 4%. Freeport McMoran up 4.9%. Alcoa up 7.6%. Tech up 3.4%. Anglo up 4.4%. Glencore up 2.9%. Vale 2.7%. Maybe still uh, hoping that Bolsonaro is elected in Brazil. That certainly help in terms of uh, the mining industry over there. Albemarle in the lithium space up 3.7%. So the US market really bouncing hard again. That is two days of a bounce. That is some uh, nearly 6%, I guess, in terms of the bounce in some of those US markets. So a really big bounce off those lows. And uh, certainly uh, all the uh, sectors firing at the moment. We do have September non-farm payroll report out on Friday. The number to look for is 250,000 following August's 315,000 gain. Unemployment rate expected to hold at 3.7%. We also saw last night August job openings dropped to 10 million from July's 11.2, which is the largest monthly decline since April 2020. Uh, and the New York Times also noted big companies like Amazon and Walmart have announced slowdowns in, slowdowns in hiring. Others like FedEx freezing hiring altogether and wage growth slowing. So we are seeing signs that the Federal Reserve moves on interest rates are having an effect and the market very keen to take that as a positive and sorting, well, talking about locking in year lows and pushing from there. September is always a bit of a dodgy month. It is traditionally one of the worst months of the year, whereas October, despite the fact that we have seen the odd crash in October, is seen as one of the better months of the year. But uh, in US stocks last night, with that huge move on the Dow, huge move on the NASDAQ, and huge move on the S&P 500, we also saw European markets doing very well as well. Uh, we had the stock 600 up 3.1, FTSE up 2.6, Germany up 3.8, France up 4.2. It is definitely gentlemen start your engines time. But US stocks doing well, Apple up 2.6, Meta up 1.2, Google up 3%, Microsoft up 3.4, Amazon up 4.5, Tesla was better, 2.9% higher, Netflix missing out, didn't get the memo, 0.7 of a percent. But US banks. Definitely got the memo and some. JP Morgan, 4.7% higher. Citigroup, 4.4%. Goldman, 5.3%. Bank of America, 4.1%. Block, the artist formerly known as Square, up 11.89%. So expect that obviously to translate into Square and also into um, SQ2 here and also maybe into Zip in our market. In other headlines today, we had the first speech from new Fed member Philip Jefferson, 
who is a non-voter. He voiced concern about elevated inflation and argued restoring price stability may entail a period of below-trend growth. This is something that is becoming a bit worrying, I guess, for central banks, is financial stability, something I'm talking about in Henry's take today. Bank of America noted that net sales of single stocks by private clients during the last week's sell-off was large but not extreme. Amazon halting the hiring for the year within its retail-facing business and uh, cloud computing hiring, though, will continue. OPEC considering an output cut of up to 2 million barrels a day at Wednesday's meeting. And HSBC is considering a sale of its multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar business in Canada to beef up returns as one of its largest shareholders agitates for change. So that is certainly something to bear in mind. The San Francisco Fed's President Daly, who is a non-voting member, reiterated that the Fed needs to keep restrictive policies in place until its inflation work is done. In geopolitical news, we have seen North Korea conducting long-range missile tests, the longest over Japan. Uh, We're also seeing uh, the Kremlin dismissing reports that Russia may conduct an atomic test at the Ukraine border as nuclear rhetoric. And Ukraine is accelerating their advances in Donetsk, Luhansk and Kyrgyzstan. So good news there in the fight against Putin. As far as local markets go today, our spy futures were another 100-odd points to the good. We were up around 107 points following that big, big run yesterday. 242 points yesterday, 3.8%. That's the biggest day I can remember for a long, long time. Another uh, 1.6% today. That will take the rise to around 5.5% if it happens. So well and truly bouncing off those lows. Of course, the question for investors is... Is that it? Are we there yet or is there more to come? And uh, that's certainly something that we will be discussing in the newsletter later today. In terms of the local headlines, uh, we do have the RBA chart pack. We also have ABS data for August retail sales. And Kieran Perkins is addressing the National Press Club today. As uh, Also, we are seeing the ANZ Roy Morgan consumer confidence fell 2.3 2.3 points to 85.5 in the weekend is 2nd of October. It's now 19.1 points below the same week a year ago and 5.1 points below the 2022 weekly average of 90.6. You would imagine that with the RBA move yesterday, that consumer confidence will pick up a little bit, but certainly uh, that is well and truly on the nose at the moment. In other news today, there is a major Australian bank in the Australian rumoured to be considering the acquisition of Tyro Payments. Uh, Link went into a trading hall yesterday late as Dye and Durham are considering a partial offer for the company. Yesterday, Link did update the market on its plans for a uh, in-specie distribution of its Pexar stake. But it uh, looks like there's more afoot there. And Tabcorp set to acquire an emerging online bookie. And ASIC is suing uh, Latitude Financial Services and Harvey Norman, hardly normal, for interest-free payment ads. Hillscope owner Brookfield drops out of the Hills, uh, the Helios race. And uh, certainly today we are going to see a pretty big day again. There'll be a lot of green on screens. Yesterday uh, was a very big day. It was very hard to find any negative stocks in the market at all. In fact, Tabcorp, I think, was the only one that was negative yesterday, slightly easier. But the rest of it was positive, green across the screen. We will see that again today. Growth stocks will be in demand. 
uh, and those with uh, interest rate exposure, the likes of Transurban, which had a really good day yesterday, up 3%, and uh, all those REITs should continue to do well, and we will see metal stocks also do well again today with those moves overnight in mining stocks. The Aussie dollar at the moment, uh, 65 cents, so nothing shaking there. Gold miners will be back in demand there as well, and the banks will be strong. In fact, 107 points on the SPY could just be the start of it. Certainly, we're closing at 6,700 last night. We'll be closing above 6,800 today. And uh, all that uh, angst that we saw in September will be over. Don't forget that uh, there were $43 billion worth of cash dividends hitting bank accounts between the 1st of September and the 31st of October. That money has to go somewhere. And so far, it's been sitting on the sidelines, but there is a potential for that money to continue to flow into the market and some FOMO to take hold and to push this index further and faster than some of the bears would have us believe. So it's going to be a very interesting next few days, especially as we get those US jobs number on Friday. But we are in a fallow period to some extent for information. We've got a couple of weeks to go before the US reporting season. We've got a few uh, weeks or even a month to go before we hit AGM season and potential upgrades and downgrades from Aussie companies. And with the RBA meeting out the way and the Federal Reserve not meeting for a little while longer, then there is this uh, vacuum and the bulls look as if they will be filling that vacuum. So the question of the day today, did the RBA give other central banks a reason to slow rate rises? Have we led the world? with the RBA only rising, raising rates 25 basis points, not the 50 that everybody was going for. Interesting to hear your opinion on that one and uh, look forward to it. And if you're interested, my uh, latest episode of the Investment Committee on Ausbiz was released uh, yesterday. Uh, it was recorded a week ago where I was uh, quite bullish compared to everybody else who was uh, slashing their wrists. But... Um, I'll put the link on the Facebook group and it will be in the newsletter for those that are interested. But that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.